All right, welcome in to another week of Off the Radar. We've got three of the best. Yeah, I'm calling one out. Hey. <laughs> we got Ryan, myself, Ellen, and Chelsea, of course, hey. in today. Welcome back. We're going to really get nerdy this episode. Ryan you and I are, are kind pumped of up for this week's episode, aren't you? Yes. I may even go on a little bit of a rant. Okay, so Ooh. you've got maybe an oh hell no segment coming up. Oh, I'm going to let you get a little prep for that. Man. Last Ooh. week's episode, uh, Chelsea, I know you missed out on that one here, but mm -hmm. I'll give you a little bit of a uh, fill-in of what we did last week. It was called Spring Storms Are Coming Soon, is what Ooh. the title was last mm -hmm. week. This week, we're going to talk a little bit more as the first threat for severe weather is moving in potentially here. tomorrow. As <laughs> this week is they've the arrived. storms like, are like here. It's, it's here. We yeah. said they were coming. Now, now they're, they're coming. Like to quote the movie Twister, it's coming. It's already here. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, pretty much. Might throw a happened. lot of those out there for oh, us. So we're goodness. recording this podcast just for uh, full disclosure. This is Wednesday at about lunchtime when we record this here. And we mm -hmm. do have the threat for tomorrow, which would be Thursday. So yep. if you're listening to this podcast over the weekend, fair warning, uh, this is not a forecast for the future. This is what mm -hmm. already happened. Yep. But uh, the threat for severe storms is out there. This is our first threat from the Storm Prediction Center down in Norman, Oklahoma. For mm. some severe storms, Ellen, uh, give us a backfill, too, of uh, what we might be expecting for tomorrow. Yeah, so I want to explain what you're looking at if you're looking at this. So the yellow is slight, which is basically if we go from a 1 to 5, uh, we're in a 2 situation. But that does have a chance that we could see some severe weather. Maybe not extremely severe, but we do have a chance. So what we're looking at time-wise is into the uh, late afternoon, early evening. Uh, we'll see a line of some scattered broken thunderstorms, could have some very powerful wind gusts. Hail could be an issue, and for the first time in the season, I could say this, we do have that slight chance of a tornado threat as well into tomorrow. Chelsea, I'm always curious, uh, us weather geeks, we see these uh, maps all the time that have mm -hmm. the different shades of colors, all sorts of stuff <laughs> on there. What does this mean to you? Well, it looks like a very poorly done paint by number, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, yeah, that's great. But, uh, I'm glad you're here, Yeah, they yeah. didn't fill in the lines very well, uh -uh, did they? No, uh -uh. all right. Um, well, I, I'm very glad I went to third grade and learned how to read a map. Okay, oh, that's so that's awesome. easy. I'm we put a legend okay. on here yes, for you yes, as well. Yes, thank you. When you so, hear the word slight, though. Yeah, what does slight, that mean like, to you? Could, could not. You're like, mm, maybe. It feels like a little bit of a maybe Like, if you. it does, hey, you told me, but if it doesn't. It's like you whatever. said, flight. You said so flight. that's like okay. one of those. Okay, like, so we've got a cop okay. out here. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, we're we're all uh, right. Yeah. Okay, we're doing yeah. our job right then. All right, <laughs> we like it as options. Okay, does it yeah. look almost like a little bit of a bullseye situation that it's saying like, here's your best shot? Because yeah. that's their that's okay. their goal and what they make. Is it, it does is that what yeah. it looks like? If not, you can tell me now. It looks like a airplane runway. <laughs> Okay. You know? Well, you want to land it right down the middle right, and right yeah, down so the middle. If, if you were that airplane with. taking yeah. off or landing right there, the yellow spot obviously mm -hmm. is, is your goal. That's what you want to hit. And, and that's where the Storm Prediction Center, those are uh, some of the <laughs> finest minds in severe weather prediction. They uh, live down in Norman, Oklahoma, obviously right there in the heart of Tornado Alley. Uh, and what they do is they look at the parameters, they look at weather models, they use their experience as well to predict where they think some of the severe storms are going to happen. And, and they're mm -hmm. lined up pretty much in line with what we think, which is the best threat for the severe storms to start tomorrow is probably over in Indiana, mm -hmm. and then those storms will continue to push into northwest Ohio. And that's Ohio. a familiar pattern for us. Mm -hmm. uh, strong to severe thunderstorms beginning in Indiana, 
a lot of our tornado tracks actually start that way as well, right there in the northeastern corner, and then they continue up towards us. So that's a very familiar kind of pattern for us. All right, Ellen, you said we were going to geek out on this week's oh, episode. Uh, so you, you brought up a good point. We're like, all right, this week on Off the Radar, we, we got our first threat for severe storms. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what could we talk about? And you had the genius idea of saying, well, let's just it's really break specific. this down. Yeah. yeah, so we talk about how this is our outlet to be nerdy because when we do the weather on a daily basis, we don't have a lot of time to explain what well, we, we were looking at this, this and this when it comes to severe weather. But now we have that time to give you those specific ingredients, the parameters we look at uh, when it comes to our potential, our first one of the season, it kind of helps us kind of shake the, the dust off, in my opinion, to get us back into it. So one of the most important things of a storm, I'm sure you know this, moisture you need some kind of water to get rain to get lightning to get all of that you need some kind of moisture in the atmosphere so how much and at what levels that can be really important to if this storm system is going to work and this is actually the one ingredient that looks a little tricky for tomorrow yeah it looks a little bit iffy and i think you hit on something really important there ellen uh, most people think about moisture they think of rain falling down from mm -hmm. the thunderstorm for, for the thunderstorm to even initially to, to develop mm -hmm. we need a certain amount of moisture that's in the air and the number one key place where we get that moisture is from the gulf of mexico mm -hmm. that's a long way to come this time of the year when there's yeah, not a lot already up here in the Great Lakes. So I think you're spot on with the assessment that tomorrow some of that moisture may be a little bit iffy. It doesn't mean we're not going to get storms, but for those storms to be sustained, if you get too much dry air mixed into a storm that has developed, it can actually help peter out and kill the storm. Yeah, it pretty much chokes it off. It needs that moisture to keep it energized, to keep it going. Uh, so if we don't have enough, then it may not develop as powerful. But that's one of the ingredients. We've got a couple more that we keep a close eye on when it comes to severe weather. Chelsea, think about this like you're baking a cake, all right? You need a, you need a quarter cup of moisture. Cake, but, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah there you, go. <laughs> you need some, maybe let's call moisture, maybe oil, maybe a little bit of oil. Oh, vegetable oil. All right, yes. we're making brownies okay. now. Some vegetable oil. Okay. okay. And, and shear. Next up is wind shear. All right, mm. I won't say anything. What What's wind shear? Mm, you guys, got this. This is a very dangerous game you play with me. <laughs> um, wind shear. Mm -hmm. It's just like that faintness of wind. Like just the faint, just a little bit. Just like a <laughs> dash. Like you would say a dash of wind. A dash that's what a wind of shear wind. Is. Uh, love you deeply, but that's not even a little bit. Right. Ah, awesome. I'm sorry. Really it was a good try, it. though. She did it mix in great. the ingredient. She did. Like, that the was dash. amazing. Yeah. The dash. That and and if you're going to do it, it needs to be more Emerald Lagasse. It needs to be more a bam when like, we go with the wind shear. Yeah, it needs to be yeah, a lot for more sure. for us. I love wind shear. You went little. It's big. So wind shear, the the definition of it before we dive into why it's so important is so wind, you know what that is. Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. moving air, but shear is talking about different levels of the atmosphere and their direction and speed at that height. So when we're looking at shear, we're looking at separate directions for different layers in the atmosphere and different speeds. Now, the more jarring that difference is, that normally means a better chance for severe weather. So it's a difference between speed at different levels and the direction. So maybe at the surface, it's coming from the south and it's going 30 miles an hour, but a little further north, it's going maybe from the east at like 80, 90, 100 miles an hour. So that's something that we, we keep a close eye on. I think that would be a good storm environment if you're in the southern hemisphere. <laughs> I, don't know. You went, I think you went the wrong, the wrong way with that one. I was giving one, an yes. example. Just <laughs> yeah. an example. I wasn't being specific. And I like to put this into perspective as well for people who maybe have a hard time gripping the three-dimensional atmosphere that mm -hmm. we really live in here because so many times we just talk about when's it going to rain, when are we going to get thunderstorms, when are those sort of things yeah. going to happen. So let's just talk for a second about a thunderstorm. We've all seen it or we We've all ridden in a, a, 
commercial airliner, right? Flies yeah. at about 30 to 35,000 feet, mm -hmm. okay? A normal thunderstorm is between about 30 and 50,000 feet tall. That's just your general, usually non-severe, but pretty powerful thunderstorm, mm -hmm. okay? When we talk about severe thunderstorms, while some can still be shorter, the really high-end severe weather events, typically you can get a thunderstorm that can go up to 60,000 feet into the atmosphere. So when you think about that, your commercial airliners and you look high up in the sky, that thing is way up there. So that's only about 30,000 feet. Yeah, you you have to where double. You are. Uh -huh. That's how high up into the atmosphere that we're looking at the wind. So right here at the surface, that's great. But we look a mile off the surface, three miles off the surface, five miles off the surface and how that wind turns and how that wind increases with speed as you go up into the atmosphere allows for when a thunderstorm initially to develops, it can already start to get a spin with it. And that's why tomorrow we are highlighting at least the potential for tornadoes because we have not only wind speed that's increasing as you go higher up closer to the jet stream in the atmosphere, but that wind is also turning as we go up in the lowest one mile of the atmosphere. And it just allows for that storm to start spinning faster and uh, makes tornadoes potentially a little bit easier to develop. Yeah, and when we're talking about shear or rotating thunderstorms, thunderstorms are always rotating. So that's something that can maybe be a bit confusing if you think, well, this storm is rotating. Is a tornado going to come out of it? No, all storms are rotating at some level, but we're talking about the lower points of the atmosphere. When we get a bit more powerful rotation, that's when there's that better risk for a tornado. But yeah, storms are always there's going to be a pop quiz on this, so I hope you're paying attention over there, Chelsea. Does <laughs> it make a little like, sense, what though? What is happening? Yeah. He's going to do this motion. Yeah. That, that'll work. Fabulous. Most of the times that will work. All right, Ellen, our, our third ingredient here, this, uh, this is the biggest term, lifting mechanism. Yeah, so something to get all of this into the air. So there are several ways to get something from the ground up. <laughs> Yes. Lift it. You got to lift it. Get so, the mountain. All right, Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of ways that we, when you think of lift, we often use the word cape. Well, not the word, it's a, an acronym, but <laughs> cape. Yeah, so that talks about um, the potential energy, the available potential energy uh, that is in the atmosphere. So it's normally talking about the temperature difference as we go through a certain chunk of our atmosphere, how much moisture we have, how warm it is, especially in the lower layers, that'll help lift things up. But that's not the only way you can get lift. Fronts can be a really big driving mm -hmm. factor that help lift up all of that moisture at the surface, all of that instability at the surface. And that's what pulls that storm up, builds it up to up to 60,000 feet high. We need that to lift up these storms and potentially create those severe uh, damaging winds and all the, all the kind of severe weather that can come with it. I think that's a good overview of the three big mechanisms yeah. or ingredients that go into severe storms and uh, maybe in future off the radars we'll dive even deeper into yeah. some so of those. I think we made our cake. All right, there. I think we made our cake. cake. All uh -huh. right, now now we can see where it kind of splatters around the U.S. Who's eating the cake, if <laughs> you will, so to speak. Who's eating the cake that um, we make? Okay, Chelsea, yeah. this one this one should be uh, much easier for you here. If mm -hmm. I said tornadoes, where, where do they happen the most often in the U.S.? What do you think? Tornado Alley. All right, we got Tornado girl. Alley. Look yeah. at that one. Ding, 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 ding. Nailed it. Good got job. It. Yep. This is where the majority of tornadoes happens. Uh, it has a lot to do with just the geography for where the cool Canadian air comes from the north, the moist uh, air off the 
Gulf of Mexico. You also have strong winds down off the Rockies as well. So you get some of that stronger wind shear that happens. So everybody knows about mm -hmm. Tornado Alley. Everybody has heard about this one. This is the easy one, right? True. Last week we talked about Dixie Alley, which can be one of the most oh. dangerous places that severe weather happens. So they are obviously have a lot of moisture readily available to them. I mean, the Gulf of Mexico mm -hmm. is right at their back door, so they have a lot of that moisture, but they also have the opportunity to get some dry air intrusion, which just means an opposing air mass and you kind of need that for that rotation. So that can often come in through Texas. They're famous for their dry lines, but they're also available to get some cold air and their severe weather season is a bit earlier than what ours is conventionally because they have that sinking down that colder air earlier in the season and they always have that moisture, but it's so much more dangerous down there in Dixie Alley simply because of the topography. So sometimes it's hard to see those storms coming. Uh, poverty levels can be pretty severe in some of the more populated areas, and there's just more people down there than in the Great Plains. Exactly right, and I think another big reason why they see their severe weather season a little bit earlier in the year is because of the location of the jet stream as well. As you get later in the summer, it's just hot, hot, hot down mm -hmm. there. Yeah. As that jet stream lifts to the north, then it's more our opportunity more often or frequently to get some of that severe weather. So right now they're in the middle of it, and we talked about this. Who's your alley? Who's your daddy? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so this has actually been a recent kind of conversation in the mm -hmm. weather world is that Tornado Alley is almost drifting more east towards the Midwest uh, simply because that's how things are starting to move, how systems are beginning to set up and all of those ingredients that we've been talking about over and over again they're becoming more readily available in the Midwest. And we've been seeing an uptick in, in severe weather in the most recent decades. I think this is one of those situations as well where it's interesting how psychology is going to get into this as well. Because as you're taught um, in grade school, we all learned about Tornado Alley. And obviously, you're going to learn about the biggest thing because you have to gloss over so many subjects and yeah. topics. So Tornado Alley is what we already know. Plus, if you think about it, high detailed tornado records only go back to the 1950s and they knew more tornadoes happened there so more studies were happening there i think now what we're seeing is we have a much better documentation of tornadoes across the entire country yeah. and now we're identifying other hot spots that are happening so i think hoosier alley uh dixie alley and obviously tornado alley these are things that have happened for a long time we're just getting better documentation there's also some evidence of what's called uh, carolina alley that happens in north carolina up into virginia as well so there's another hot spot uh, that happens there. So it's very interesting. Uh, we plotted this as well. We showed a little bit of this last week, but mm -hmm. uh, in our specific region here, Southern Michigan, Northern Indiana, Northern Ohio, uh, this is a track map of every single tornado since 1950 for our region, which is quite a bit of them. And earlier I was talking about how normal it, uh, it is for us to see storms begin in Indiana and drift their way into Northwest Ohio. And if you take a look at several of those tracks, it's easy to see that even if a tornado didn't drop maybe in Indiana and carry over, that storm came from Indiana and eventually dropped uh, maybe a tornado uh, along the line or s spawned more severe thunderstorms further down the line. So that's something that's pretty normal for us. And one of the biggest questions we get is, uh, or people believe that tornadoes <laughs> come from Southwest to Northeast. Uh -huh. uh, 
and you can look on the map that that is fairly common. But yep, the other big direction is actually from northwest to southeast. As we get later on into the summer, the way that everything lines up ingredient wise, those storms actually tend to come from a little bit of a different direction. And you know what? Tornadoes can't cross rivers, right? No. no. Oh, now you're going to make me go. Oh, no segment. That's, we don't have several specific examples. That's in there for another time. About uh, it. We know how much you love your charts, Ellen. So I we, do. we had to include one on Who the, doesn't love a good oh. chart? So this looks a little confusing. What it, What is this, Chels? What you got? This is, you know those pens where if you, there's like seven sides you can click Yeah. Down? That was you testing it out. <laughs> that's what that's that actually is. really good. That's actually that's great. Really like that's it. a great way to look at it. Yeah, yeah now that I'm looking at it, it kind of does look like that with uh, all the different color they lines still make you have those? there. I think so. Oh, somewhere. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, my cousins try and kids, shove them all down at once. My cousins' kids yes. have them and they all try to shove them down at the same time. And I'm oh, like, boy. that's not how it works. Uh, but then when we talked about looking through the atmosphere, this is a chart that we use. Yeah. And down here at the bottom, this is the ground up here, higher up on the screen. Uh, that's higher up into the atmosphere. Yeah, and we have different lines that are plotting different things. So we have uh, moisture, which is the dew point. That's that big green line. Uh, yeah, let's get really geeky with this. There yeah, you so go. This guy. The big so this green guy. line. Yep, that's the green line. That's moisture. That's the dew point. And then the red line. Red line right here goes up. That's temperature. And then there's some faint gray lines that you can't necessarily see. And those are kind of the, the baselines of different temperature. Uh, different temperatures, different heights in the atmosphere. So if you oh, look you're talking closely, about these guys. yeah, the crisscrossing lines. If you look <laughs> close on this map, it can be quite confusing. I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, how am I supposed to It just to looks read like a ton of stuff. Right, any yeah. of this. But we look at how all of these lines interact and we actually do a little bit of calculating to see what cape we have, the uh, lapse rates we have, so how quickly an air mass can go from the surface further up, which can you know lead to and strong storms. One of the things you were talking about right here for cape, uh, this purple line right here, yep. basically what we do is we say, okay, if we have an air parcel and it goes higher up into the atmosphere, mm -hmm. at what point, because warm air rises, at what point can that air parcel just go as fast as it wants to higher up into the atmosphere? Because yes. it is warmer than the surrounding environment. Well, that happens right here on this particular diagram and through this layer of the atmosphere, the mid layer of the atmosphere, that air is going to be able to rush up as fast as it wants to. And so this is one of the main things that we see with the potential for severe storms. When air is free in the atmosphere to rush up as quickly as it wants to through this level of the atmosphere, that's a significant sign to us that stronger storms are going to be possible. And when you couple that with the strong winds we're expecting, I know it's hard to see on the map here, but the wind speeds are somewhere in the neighborhood of about 100 miles per hour or greater. Uh, that really adds in the dynamic of fast moving air upwards and spinning. And yeah. that's why we're expecting strong to severe thunderstorms. Yeah, so these are the charts that we look at on a regular basis, especially in springtime. I like to look at them uh, throughout the year because they're just a good measure of how moist the atmosphere is at different layers as well. So you, and you can use them for all sorts of stuff. All sorts of stuff. You can really get nerdy like this kid does on a regular basis mm -hmm. um, with some of the Did you like charts. that, Chelsea? I was very informative. Thank you. I re retained all of them. I'm all sure you did. Remember the pop quiz 100. at the end yeah, of we're gonna, we're gonna yeah. quiz you. You're gonna do great. I'm Thank so excited. You. All right, we need to give uh, Chelsea and maybe maybe you out there as well a little bit of a mental break here. Yeah. I know that I we really, we said we were getting geeky, right? Yeah, no. That you weren't expecting really that, were you? We, we yeah, didn't prepare Chelsea for this at all. Glazing over. Yeah, welcome to Lecture 101, Severe Thank Weather you. 101. Yeah. All right, there will be a quiz on this one. Okay, let's give Chelsea a break. Um, Chelsea, we're going to, some of our platforms, we got to go to a quick commercial break. Mm -hmm. uh, for those that are going to be sticking around with us, tell us that story about your new pet.
Oh my God. Okay, so I was sitting there and an ad for Craigslist popped up and I was like, what could go wrong? Oh boy. <laughs> this is gonna be great. Oh boy. That's good. Yeah, so anyways, that's how I ended up with a crazy scar on the back of my head and a pet tiger for two weeks. What? Wow. Yeah. And so they finally just took it away. All yeah. Right, interesting. Okay. okay. Wow. So, all right then. That was a heck of a story. Hope you guys enjoyed that for those who are around us. Um, okay. Uh, I know we've gotten geeky on this episode. Yeah. Ellen was mm -hmm. listening to that story. I think you were getting a little fired up here listening to that. Um, you got a little oh hell no. Don't oh, I've you? got yeah. a lot of oh hell no coming at y'all. Prepare yourself. <laughs> Get ready. So right now, this big system that could bring us some severe weather. You might have heard this word or this phrase several times every that's been eating at my soul. People call it a bomb cyclone, a bomb storm, a bomb system. They just keep throwing the word bomb around. This is TSA, we would all be in trouble. People need to be more careful with the word bomb. Anyway, <laughs> that's a personal opinion. But what they're really talking about is they're taking a weather term out of context. So we use the phrase bombogenesis or a bomb storm to basically talk about a system that is dropping in pressure quickly. So it loses a millibar in pressure, it goes down a millibar of pressure per hour. So 24 millibars in 24 hours. That just means it's a strong system and it's developing quickly and it is deepening or strengthening in a hurry. But then people just run around screaming about how bomb storm is coming up. What is wrong with people? It's not a bomb, it's just a strong storm. So the next time you hear the word bombogenesis, don't say it in an airport. Don't say it anywhere. It's not appropriate and it doesn't make sense to most people. It's just a strong system. Anyway. Bam. Feel better? Hot in here? Feel a little over. Man, girl, Stop you saying good. bombs. All right, there you anyway. go. We can still Thank say it though, you. right? We still get the geek out is about there, it. Is there anything that we can uh, oh hail yes to? Oh, I would love that. What would you like to? Would you would you like to take us away? I would hail yes to the fact that uh, it's gonna get some springtime. Oh. We're gonna, okay. we're gonna oh, hail yes to heat up. Okay. Heat up. Well, you, would you like to rant about mm. this? How much you hated this winter and how you're looking forward to spring? <laughs> yeah, I would. Thank you very much for this opportunity. Yeah, I uh, did not like it. Was not a fan. Mm -hmm. um, that little negative dash needs to keep itself not anywhere <laughs> near me. And uh, I get it. Like, cool. You want to be cold, whatever. But like, just don't do it here. Like, anywhere but, like, else. Anywhere Pick else. anywhere else. I respect but that. Here. I respect that. Just logic. don't fall. It was. You know, it just was miserable. So, so you're but, happy uh, for 70. You're ready for 70. Oh, very oh, much hell so. Hell yes. Okay, oh, for hell one day. Yes. All right. Oh, hell yes. I just need a little taste. It was a nice bounce. I do. Yeah. I, I do. The Thank oh, hell you. Now. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Remember, TSA rules at all times. Don't go running around saying Yeah, don't do that. That wouldn't be good. What's no, wrong not a good idea. Uh, all right. I think we've geeked out enough for one week. I think so. That was pretty good, That's though. Something. I've, I feel like a little inspired. I, you know, we haven't geeked out like that in an episode in quite a while. That's I think true. we I think we can dive even deeper into some of those topics. You feel I inspired. I, so. I need a nap. That was a lot. Next week, you need to bring your notebook with you, all right? Oh, yeah, okay, okay, cool. <laughs> I'm going to give y'all a lesson in marketing. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. No, I'm in. Yeah. I'm down right. the clown. So. Looking forward to that. Maybe yeah. we'll do it next week on <laughs> Off the Radar. For this time around, I'm Ryan Weekman. I'm Ellen Fritz. I'm Chelsea Westfall. All right, see you next time. Bye.